mental health knowledge. I'm Dr. Ryan House, a psychologist from Pasadena, California. And I'm Dr. Brooke Lewis from the Vancouver, Canada area. And I'm Joanna Boyd, a therapist from the greater Vancouver area as well. I'm Chris Boyd, therapist from Vancouver area. It looks like we might have our second guest here tonight. We were pleased to have Dr. Joe Dilly here a month ago, but Brooke, it seems like you have a guest sitting with you tonight, don't you? I do. I do. This is uh, Uncle Bernie. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We all love his mittens because it's cold up here in Canada. And uh, appropriately wearing a mask. That's great. Yes, Brooke has changed her Zoom background to Bernie Sanders sitting in a cold inauguration day here in the United States a popular meme out there these days. And so you have added him to the uh, podcast. Very nice. Yeah. He's a little quiet, but uh, yeah. he's fun very attentive at. though. Very attentive. He's a good listener. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like a good therapist. He's a good listener. Yeah. Well, so yeah, big week uh, here in the States for sure. Change of uh, change of power, peaceful transfer of power, which I think everyone was kind of holding their breath, hoping that uh, that would take place, that no wackiness would uh, come out that day as it has on Wednesdays past. Um, what was it, what's it like for you guys when you see we Americans uh, changing presidents and doing all that stuff? Do you guys pay attention? Oh, you. I think it's hard. I think, I think the whole world pays attention to the mm-hmm. presidency in the States. Mm. especially the past four years yeah yeah it's hard not to but yeah i think it's a big day i think whoever becomes president is big day yeah well on behalf of americans thank you for watching (laughs) thanks for paying attention yeah i watched uh, some of the videos and uh Mm -hmm. a very moving uh anthem there by lady gaga and enjoyed all the performances but yeah um, biden had a great speech too and that that poet as well my goodness mm-hmm. oh, wow. a fantastic job yeah she's yeah yeah she's so, so yeah overnight rock star superstar here that's that's really amazing it's amazing that poetry you know <laughs> oftentimes poetry is people say oh that's that's just for show or that's just fluff or something like that. But wow, what a powerful poem and what a powerful young woman, huh? Mm-hmm. Some people say that she was kind of stole the show from from Biden on his inauguration day. Yeah, no, I, right. I think she, she kind of did, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I have no idea what we do on inauguration day. I'm not even yeah. sure what it's called up here. Um, I was trying to think of that the other day. I'm like, do we have like a, a I'm sure there's a ceremony in our in our parliament building, but I don't know if there's a, a festival or concert or something, but oh wow, of course, everything's bigger, bigger down there south of the border. Yes, in America, yeah, you guys aren't messing around when it comes to uh, your your celebrations. No, we'll get 
all the biggest uh, Hollywood stars, and then we'll throw a massive fireworks show <laughs> just for the heck of it, right? Yeah. Spare no expense. Yes. Well, here's wishing President Biden and Vice President Harris the best of luck for the next four years. First order of business is taking care of the coronavirus. So hope that takes place too. Mm -hmm. Sure. Yes. So good. You guys having a good week other than that? Indeed. Yeah. Indeed. We are, uh, I can't speak for Chris or Joanna, but myself, I am very excited because we have a snowfall warning. Mm. So in uh, Vancouver area, being on the West Coast, we have the most mild weather of Canada, pretty much. We get made fun of all the time. So while the rest of Canada is typically arctically cold and very snowy, our little pocket is not, we're very mild and wet. So we maybe get two snowfalls a year. Ah. Maybe. Okay, that's not much. So there's, there's you can safely see that, yeah. Yeah, one apparently is coming this weekend. So we're, I'm, I'm very excited. Big deal. So we were talking the other day about how um, doing virtual sessions has kind of ruined the prospects of having a snow day. Because mm -hmm. usually we'd have a snow day and then for, if you're having a difficult time getting to the office or if it's a safety hazard for clients and we, we cancel those, those appointments or give the clients the option of canceling those appointments. So, mm -hmm. but um, now we'll probably just move to online sessions instead of having a legit snow day, like, uh, you know, back in high school and elementary school there. So yeah, one snow day, uh, Chris and I snow dayed together. So we canceled our days. Um, Chris had an all-wheel all drive vehicle, but we actually went, ended up going and buying a snow shovel and then bailing people out, like digging people out of the snow, like in the parking lot at the office. Ah. <laughs> Even though we, yeah, we weren't at work. We were like, okay, let's shovel people out. Yeah, that was kind of a funny one because it was, seemed really snowy in the morning. Then it kind of stopped around noon. <laughs> only about four inches of snow on the ground and everyone else is working and is that yeah. when you guys went for a down to the row there in Port Moody or no? For yeah. A, a yeah. Bevy? Uh, yeah. Nice. No one else down there. <laughs> Everything yeah. was working. You started strong though. Yeah. That was good. <laughs> yeah. Brooke made a snow angel in three inches of snow. It was, it was quite something. <laughs> oh, I'm jealous. I'm jealous. Love the snow. Miss the snow days of my youth. Sounds like a lot of fun. Well, good. Well, I hope you guys get slammed with a major four inch snowstorm up there. That's pretty accurate. Yeah, that's what we're hoping for. <laughs> that's great. I didn't realize you guys were made fun of for that. That's that's too bad. It's making fun of seems very un-Canadian. Oh, it's all in good fun. It's all in good fun. I think it's more so how much rain we get. Uh, um, rainy Vancouver, yeah. Yeah, uh, that's all right. I love it up there. I love it. Well, shall we? Uh, Shall we ambush? Yes. Let's do it. Let's do this. Okay, ambush. One of us knows the topic, the other three don't. We ambush him with it. And tonight, the lucky ambush comes to me. I get to be the ambusher. All right. So, I'll send myself a text message here. <laughs> and I will read it out. Are you guys ready for this? So you think you're, you're all set? Bring it on. <sighs> okay. Okay, yeah, deep breath, deep breath. All right, here we go. 
Question is, or questions are, what's the deal with mentors? Why do they, what do they do and how do they help you? How do you find one? And have you had experience with or as a mentor yourself? Okay. Nice. Mentors, yes. Ooh, I'm Mentoring. I'm interested to know if uh, mentoring is a little different in the States than in Canada even. Oh, good question. Maybe I have a difference. It's good. Yeah. Okay. Um, what is, is it, what is it so up here? Like we have different versions of mentors throughout your life. Like you older students, like grade seven students, will be a mentor to a grade one student, you know, or somebody in high school will go and, and mentor someone in elementary school. But that might mean that they spend a lunch hour together and um, like read together or help with homework or mm -hmm. something along those lines. And then we have like big sisters and big brothers. And so that's adults who have been screened and trained who get paired up with a potentially more vulnerable young person and spend time with them doing whatever, a variety of different activities. They could be going hiking or biking or just being a support person in their life. Um, and then there are like business mentors, like you could ask for someone in your related profession to mentor you in your business. Mm -hmm. um, Usually someone who, with, uh, with more experience, someone who's been doing yeah. it a long time, kind of helps to guide yeah. you there. Yeah. But as an adult, I don't know if there's really too many things for like a, another adult mentorship type of like a formal mentorship opportunity mm -hmm. um like aside from work in your business yeah a, a professional mentor and that would be different from a business coach sure or a life coach so mm -hmm. is okay. that kind of what it's like for in the states or is there yeah. another pocket no that's that's i think actually uh, and the, another pocket would be one that's even less formal than anything that you mentioned there, which would just be someone who's kind of a role model um, that you can mm -hmm. kind of go to sometimes for, for advice or, you know, I think that's, it's, uh, there are certainly official capacities for mentors here, which is similar to what you're talking about in school uh, or in different sort of training or, you know, in, in psychology, we all, we all had to have supervisors, which are, it's kind of a mentoring sort of a role there as well. But I know that there are some people who would, if you were to ask some Americans who their mentors are, they might just talk about, you know, a, a teacher they had one time or someone or that they, or, or a coach. Yeah, a sure. Coach or a yeah, sure. A sports coach or, or um, someone who ran a club or, or, or like a youth group or something of that sort. So okay. people can kind of, kind of put the label of mentor on some, any person who's kind of more experienced and has some wisdom to share. Sure. That you look up to yeah um that you have a positive connection with okay absolutely yeah so the point of this is you know as it pertains to mental health boot camp podcast is you know we, we do talk about a lot of things that are very individual and always kind of wanting to, to reach out branch out the circle and say you know the relationships are important too and we whether we realize it or not we've we've had role models positive and negative uh we have mentors, hopefully those are positive in our life. And like, what's the value of that? Why, and why is it important for people to, uh, 
to reach out even and try to, to find the mentors in their life or, or seek out some new ones if they, if they need them? And what kind of benefit can that have for us? I think the uh, benefit is huge. Um, obviously, um, we're always trying to find ways to boost our personal and professional development. And, uh, and why, you know, it's, it makes sense to maybe uh, connect with someone you admire or someone that you look up to and someone that you would like to um, maybe uh, emulate in some kind of way. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think of Anders Erickson, the expert on expertise, and he was huge on, on the idea of finding mentorship because he said you can practice as much as you want, but you need to learn how to practice in the right kind of way, right? So you need that guidance, you need that input, you need someone who can show you the way. Um, Anders, of course, is the one that kind of um, coined the 10,000 hours of practice that was made popular by Malcolm Gladwell, right? Yes. Yeah, that's great. So the idea of if, if, if you're talking about a particular craft or something in your in your career, you're reaching out to someone who's got more experience and can help give you some guidance and, and like help you fine tune your approach so that uh, you're not wasting your time, I guess, on, on unnecessary things. Yeah, kind of a person that is doing something in a way that you would like to eventually be able to do it. Sure. For sure. Yeah, I think we all kind of, um, I'm just kind of talking now, my, my brain's like firing on the mentorship thing. So this, anyways, sorry if I'm non-linear or... <laughs> Hey, non-linear is fine. Um, I think in some ways we find mentorship throughout our life, through our, the peers that we choose to have. Um, there, there was a saying, I don't know if there's research backed up for it, but you're, that you're the average of the five closest people to you. And you are going to look to those people. There's probably going to be characteristics you admire in the, in the circle of friends or people that you are around. And, um, and they might help you grow, grow or stretch in these different types of areas because they're gonna have different strengths. So I think in some ways our mentorship starts there where we're like in some ways providing leadership to each other on a very micro level before it even branches out beyond that. Because I, yeah, I think there's so many people that you can also look up to in these different domains of life. So it wouldn't necessarily be like a formal mentorship, but you might be learning from them by watching what they do or listening exactly. to what they say or um, you know, more of a role model situation. Yeah. And those yes. are those are gonna change throughout your life depending on where you are and where your values and morals and beliefs are in that moment and uh, what you're capable your brain is literally capable of understanding at how many different levels or why people do what they do and compassion and sympathy and so it's forever evolving i think great yeah. points great non-linear points more <laughs> linear than you thought they were that was great oh good yes <laughs> yeah i agree i agree um Yes. So, so back to the idea that they can take a lot of different forms. And I think a lot of people would, would, you know, our first mentors in a way would be parents probably, or older, older siblings a lot of mm -hmm. times. Right. And then I, I agree with what you're saying about the peers, the peer group as well, Brooke, that certainly we're all learning from each other. And if, uh, if I'm the average of the five people closest to me, I mean, gosh, you guys, I'm, I'm happy to be I'm happy. I know you, I'll be uh, 
I'll be much nicer and, and much more polite as a result. <laughs> I'm probably more apologetic. Sorry, what was that? Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Yes. Help me out with the process. Um, but uh, but yes, yeah, so I, and I also think that it's not like we need to have just one mentor for, for our whole life. There are certainly people who I've known who have mentored my uh, my exercise, my you know sports and athletics, people who at times I, I look to for like my spiritual life. Um, and then certainly training and, and professional development. I mean, there's, I had so many supervisors when I was uh, in my training through the years and so many of them, I've, I've I just basically pick to borrow so many, so much of my material from them that, uh, has just seeped into my like professional identity. Yeah. As a mentorship by committee, it's uh, an ongoing yeah. organic process here based on where you're at in your life for sure. Mentorship by committee. Well, I'm just saying, you know, like it's not just one mentor that you have from right. from uh, the early age to. It's uh, usually based on where you're at in your life. Yeah. Yeah. So, I guess the next part of this is, um, how would you find one? Let's say that you're someone. Let's say you're one of our listeners out there who's like, "Hey, this sounds pretty cool." You guys are talking about great stuff with someone who can help you with your life and help you to move forward. How might you find a mentor, do you think? Whether it's official or unofficial, right? Yeah, and that's I guess that that question was why I asked the follow-up of maybe it's a little different. Mm -hmm. Is um myself, I actually did ask, and it, it turned sort of more informal and never became a formal mentorship, but I did ask um a colleague at the office one of the therapists there, uh, when I had just started working, so just finished my master's, and I asked her if she would be able to provide me with some mentorship. Um, because I was going into private practice, not fully, but we don't learn that in school. I'm fresh out of the gates. Um, yeah, so I asked for that, but she suggested that it be more informal, opposed to a formal mentorship. Mm which I, I thought was interesting. So I was just bold enough to ask someone to say, hey, I like how you work and would you be able to provide me some mentorship? Not necessarily supervision, but. Yeah, it's an interesting point though, right? Because often it's, um, when I think of mentorship, I think it's a little more formal than a role model situation, right? Mm -hmm. A role model, you look up to someone, you admire that person, but mentorship, I see it as a two-way street. Um, you have a mentor and they're providing you with that mentorship as well. So, um, yeah, like your example there is what I would consider more of a mentorship situation where there's um, maybe someone within your social network or professional network that you uh, approach and you say, it's kind of a, an interview there a little bit saying, hey, this is what I'm thinking. Do you, do, you, do you, Would you have some time to provide some mentorship? And what would that kind of look like? So I'm trying to develop a bit of framework, what the expectations are, right? So I think in that circumstance, uh, more of an informal type of situation probably worked best um, for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. Well, we do work out of the same office, so it's easy enough to swing in, have case consults or questions or whatever with mm. this person, right? Since they're around, but um, mm. yeah. Yeah, well, so to find them, I think, I don't know. What do you think, Ryan? How would you find a mentor? 
it's real quick here. I think it's it's interesting. I didn't even realize this when asking the question, but there's there's so much overlap between a, a lot of different terms or different roles, right? Um, we talk about supervision versus mentoring, also consultation or being yeah, a, a consultant. consultant with somebody or a coach or a teacher. Um, all of these things can have. There's a lot of overlap between between these, and I don't think there's really distinct roles that uh, are really distinct definitions, at least here in the States about that. But um, so yes, how would I think about going about that? I think, you know, given what it is that you're trying to do, I mean, it, we talk, we're talking here a lot about professional development, but it's not always about professional development. Sometimes it's like, I want, you know, you know, someone, gosh, there's this person who lives down the street who seems really calm and peaceful all the time. And I'd love to be more like that. Um, so maybe you just strike up a friendship or say, hey, you know, I'd love to, you seem to have a great, <laughs> a great aura around you. You seem to really carry yourself in a, in a cool way. I'd love to learn more about that. So you can just ask them for, for some time or some, uh, uh, to spend some time together picking their brain or something like that. Um, if it is something more of like a specific skill or a specific trade or something like that, um, yeah, you might want to make it more formal. Hey, would you mind if we met once in a while? There could be payment involved. Sometimes mentoring does involve uh, a, a, like a, a fee structure, you know? Um, it would be more like teaching, instructional, coaching sort of a thing. Uh, but I think it's just, if, if you're curious about this, if this is something that's, that's of interest to you, think about what area of your life you would like to grow or some, what area of your, in which area of your life you'd like to grow. And if there's anyone out there who seems to kind of embody that, and just like Brooke did, approach and say, hey, I'd like to learn from you. <laughs> let's, let's talk about what that might look like. Yeah. It can even be a bit of a give and take too. You might have something that you might, I don't know, they might be interested in, it depends how well they know you, but you can also almost like, hey, let's have a coffee once a week and let's chat. I Maybe I have some wisdom to share on something that you're interested in and vice versa. Absolutely. Um, yeah. yeah. I think it's... Um you know, finding someone who aligns with your values as well. Um, because you may hear someone or um, that you think would be a great mentor, and then you sit down and have these conversations and maybe there's a misalignment there in terms of uh, your, your view of your world or whatever it might be. So I think it's kind of that organic process. You got to find the right fit, right? And sometimes just picking someone isn't to do it there has to be some interactions there just to determine that suitability just like finding a therapist gotta you might not match with the first one you pick right absolutely yes some some overlap with that role as well i mean we're talking about connection and and making sure that a relationship fits so there's a good fit there if you don't feel comfortable opening up around this person or or if you don't feel like you you can really learn from them for whatever reason, then uh, that's not going to be a good fit. Yeah. True. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, would you consider, as we're talking about mentorship and these blurry definitions that are out there, um, having a sponsor in AA or NA? I, I think I would consider that mentorship for that community. Absolutely. You bet. You know, so that would maybe be another area. Um, mm -hmm. So if somebody, if a listener is struggling with addiction, there are 12 step programs out there for a variety of different addictions at this point. And, um, and you eventually get a sponsor through that, which acts as a mentor for your recovery. 
Absolutely. That's great. Sure. In yeah. this day and age, yeah, of course, we also have so many avenues to connect to people. It might be through LinkedIn or social media. And but um, I think if you are going to reach out to someone that you, you um, that may not be super close within your social network, then you want to do put a bit of preparation into it. So maybe um, come up with some ideas in terms of why you feel they would be a good mentor or some things you've noticed about some of the work that they've done. Um, because I, you know, I think mentorship is so darn important. Hopefully people are doing lots of it, um, but people are also um, busy. So you want to make a bit of a pitch, I feel. Uh, yeah, I think that's a big part of it is you want to, if you're going to ask someone for their time and, and to pick their brain, you want to make it kind of easy on them, right? You don't want to just say, hey, teach me everything you know for free for, you know, for an indeterminate amount of time. You want to make it either finite or, or very easy on them. Or if you have the means, you know, say, hey, can I can I buy you a coffee once a month and pick your brain? Or can I buy you breakfast or something like that? And, uh, you know, have your time spent that way could be helpful. Yeah. And it might actually be mutually beneficial too, because I know, you know, I know again, um, all these different terms, but providing supervision, I know um, a lot of us have done that. And uh, I'm always excited at the opportunity to provide that type of mentorship because I learn a lot as well, um, especially with, uh, you know, new, uh, therapists fresh out of school, often there's uh, new theories or approaches um, or ideas that they've learned. So um, for those um, those out there who are being asked to be mentors, you know, there's a lot that you can also learn through this interaction. Oh yeah, absolutely. Have you ever had an experience with a mentor or as a mentor yourself? Let's talk about that for a few minutes here. Yeah. I personally have not had a mentor. Like when I think of that, I, there'd be no official, Hey, can you be my mentor conversation? Yeah. Kind of like you talked about Brooke. I think for me, it could have, I, I more think of people I would have looked up to or learned from. And that's more. And if I played sports like softball or soccer growing up, uh, or just when I was in my practicum and the supervision that I received or, um, kind of the consultation I might seek now, like in some ways I'd consider Chris a mentor because I just go to him for a lot of knowledge or um, going, you know, learning about different things or he'd be one of my go-tos or my dad being in the field as well. Sure. But there's the consultation and I talked to Brooke about that or just other like um, maybe psychologists in the practice who have been there for years and years. So that's kind of what I seek out, but maybe I will think about having a mentor in some <laughs> other area here, having an official, uh, yeah, cause that's not something um, I've ever sought out for myself, so. Hey, hey, maybe we're, we're, we're seeing real change in real time right here. Joanna's <laughs> like, wow, that's a good idea. I'd like to do that. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So not officially, I've not had an official mentor in, I was trying to think about that. I don't think so. Yeah. 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 I think I've had an informal uh, um, uh, mentorship relationships as well. So like, um, yeah, with parents and, and family members or uh, friends, of course. Um, I've also, you know, I've um, 
been involved with not-for-profit societies and my own charity and stuff like that. We put together boards and what an honor to meet some, some people in the business community and, or have uh, skill sets that I don't have. So through those experiences, um, it's led to a lot of great conversations. Um, so a lot of great learning opportunities out there. And then in terms of providing mentorship, um, again, I, I don't think I it would be more of that supervision. Uh, I used to do a lot of supervision working mm-hmm. for the government and for community agencies, or it worked a lot with youth as well um, as a youth worker back in the day. And sometimes, even though they're not, uh, you're not working with them as much, they still reach out and want to meet up. And so I've had that the odd time where they say, hey, can you meet up for a coffee or a bite to eat? And this is a year or two after uh, I had done some work with them just to catch up and, and stuff like that. So informally, um, not, not, not officially. Got it. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah, I'm right. similar to you guys. So definitely informal mentorship um, where it's more not, not asking someone to be your mentor, but having key people to go to for different topics. And definitely growing up, my dad was one of them. That wouldn't shock any of my family members to hear that. So it was, uh, yeah, even to today, I ask him a lot of things, but not everything. I think my, my mentorship tree has grown some branches outside of him. So it's not all on him now. Um, what what but, kind of stuff are you talking about, Brooke? Just like general life experience, knowledge, that sort of thing? Yeah, like anything. So he, uh, my dad is a a mechanic by trade and diesel me- mechanic is what he was when uh, when I was growing up and he's retired now. But uh, I think in another lifetime, he was probably a therapist. So <laughs> we growing up never had a TV in the living room. That just wasn't a thing. And we were, it was just a place, the living room was a place that everyone just went to and you just talked and you chatted and talked about life or what was going on and everyone was welcome and friends would be there and um, doors always open. If you need to talk about a problem or a concern, you can do that. We also called family meetings. We could, anyone could call a family meeting at any time and everyone had to go to the living room and we would have a little chat about whatever the issue was. And um, yeah, like it was just always very much open communication. And um, growing up, I viewed my dad as like the smartest guy in the world, as many young women do. And uh, yeah, so just trying to figure out and viewed him as successful and what he did and where he was in life. So just some guidance on like, I don't know, handling finances and sure getting ahead and saving money and work ethic and uh, how do you have an interview or your resume and um, holding your first job or interacting with your supervisors or your managers and how do you approach them and how do you talk to them? And um, so there was a lot of guidance and coaching on that um, all the way Hmm. through. And then I think outside of that, then it started changing to whatever position. Once I got into the industry a bit, I worked in some nonprofits. So looking to, like the executive directors or the board of directors and seeing what they were up to, not just as the board, but in their personal lives and how are they engaging in the community and how are they giving back and how do they present themselves? So that would definitely be informal. Like it was more a role model. Um, here are mm-hmm. people that I admire of what they've accomplished and how they've contributed and how did they do that? Right. And I wouldn't shy away from having those conversations if I was curious. I'm, I would be one to ask questions. Um, 
Yeah, and then moving into the practice, I think that's now more professional mentorship with everyone there. There's just such great opportunity and such a great group. Uh, and then a few years ago, I also joined the Rotary Club. <laughs> so also really great mentorship there. So a lot of people who are older than me and lots of life experience um, in many different areas and very open to having conversations about how they got to where they are or their thoughts or opinions on the world or the community or, yeah, and being able to share values. And mm. um, so I, I think it's kind of gone that way now a little bit. So all of it though is very informal. Yeah, that sounds great though. It's like a lot. Yeah, of it's, it's good, lots of support. And then um, I was a mentor as well. In a, in a more formal capacity or? Yeah, so when I was, I don't know, 20, 22, I guess. Um, I was doing, was I in my master's yet? I don't even know if I was in my master's program yet, but I was working at the office as an evening receptionist. And one of the therapists there was working with teenagers and there was a teenage girl, her parents had gone through a separation. Um, it was just, she was, she was struggling. There was some things going yeah. on. Yeah. There was some at-risk behaviors. Adjusting wasn't going well, wasn't connecting well with either parent at that time. Uh, so the therapist, therapist asked me if I would take a mentorship role with her. Ah. And it was paid. So the dad did pay me for my, my time with her, but we would go have a meal or go to the gym together. I helped her uh, buy her first interview outfit and do the interview skill thing. And Nice. Um, chat about whatever she needed to chat about and life things and all the rest of it. Yeah. So that lasted actually years. I don't know how many years, two or so. She actually lived with me at one point for a few months because she wasn't able to live at either parents' homes at that time. Mm. Uh, so she was, I think at that time she was in grade 11 or 12 and she lived with me for two or three months. Wow. Um, yeah. She's, an interesting one. Yes. Well, that sounds dear to my heart. We don't have a relationship too much anymore. Like she's 30 now, mm -hmm. <laughs> but we follow each other on social media and we'll send the occasional message or whatnot. But um, yeah, that's really nice. Well, sounds like, and, and was it rewarding for you as the mentor as well? Would you say? I think so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Cool. Service, yeah, the service clubs though, right? If you're trying to find a new mentor, that's an excellent one as well. Joining a club like Rotary or whatever it might be, because it's such a, an eclectic group of uh, uh, community members. So I just wanted to point that out. Yeah, apparently but, uh, none of your mentors are in Rotary because you didn't mention it. I forgot to mention it, but I'm actually a Rotarian as well. But yeah, uh, yeah a, a creative way to, to get some mentorship. I think it's yeah. great. I'd, I'd say that I had a mentor who was a, uh, a youth, youth worker, like, uh, like a ministry youth, youth pastor, sort of a guy when I was uh, in high school who was, but it was more than just, it wasn't, it wasn't really about religious stuff. It was more about just kind of how, how he lived his life and how he kind of his philosophy of working with people and helping people and caring about people, which was really, really nice. And he was, probably 15 years older than me and and uh and all my friends were kind of in this group and we learned a lot from this guy uh rick is his name and he was uh made a big influence on a lot of us 
because um, he would just have us, you know, we'd get together every week or so and just talk about real stuff, you know, as 16, 17 year old kids, you know, talking about the stuff that really matters in life about our parents and about breakups and what's our future going to be and, you know, what's life all about anyway and all this stuff. It's really kind of a, a cool thing to have someone who was interested and in, in invested in having us, uh, in, you know, interested in, in what we had to say really as 17 year old kids. It was pretty cool. And then I'd certainly point to a lot of, uh, like my, my, one of my, uh, college professors, like my advisor, I would go to and talk to him about like, the future and kind of how he, what his career path was, how he got to where he was, which was very important for me too. And then after that, I'd say it's a lot of supervisors. I had two, I mean, I probably had, I think I counted one time, I had like 20 supervisors overall throughout all of my training. Um, but there are two or three that really stand out as people who really made a pretty big impact on me uh, as a therapist and and not just about how do I do therapy, but how do I live my life as a therapist? How do I have a family? How do I, you know, um, interact with the world <laughs> as a therapist, right? Uh, which was really powerful and, and their words still echo in my mind for sure. Uh, there were a group of, a group of guys that, uh, that I hung out with for a while there. We would have breakfast once in a while. They were a few years older than me. And were like fathers, you know. They were they were guys who were who had kids. This was before I had kids, and I wanted to learn from them what it was like, you know, to uh, to be a dad. And I think I was kind of soaking in some of their their knowledge as well. And then I've had a great experience being a supervisor and a, and a teacher. Um, you know, I was I taught college and 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 graduate school for a lot of students through the years and done consultation groups and, and supervised people for a long time. And I've had a great experience with, with a, number of, a number of them who wanted to wanted me to be a mentor for them. And so it'd be more of a regular, like a monthly breakfast sort of meeting or, or you know, we'll go to lunch together. And we'll just talk about what they're interested in, what their career goals are, where they're headed. And, uh, and for a few of them, it's, I've been doing that now for probably over a decade with uh, with some of those folks, um, and I would also say uh, in a consultant sort of a way. Um, I've actually been. I know for, if you guys aren't watching the video, you, you probably think I'm the youngest member of the group, but I'm actually <laughs> I'm actually the oldest member of the group, and I've been doing this therapy thing for for a couple decades now. So. Um, and I've written about therapy and that sort of thing. So I've actually had some people uh, reach out to me saying, hey, you wrote, you wrote something about uh, how to end therapy. And I'd like to talk to you more about that. Or you wrote something about uh, preventing burning out as a therapist. So I wanna talk to you about how to avoid therapy burnout, that sort of thing. Mm. And uh, so I've been able to consult with them and kind of act as a mentor in those roles, which has been really rewarding, really a lot of fun to do that. I just, yeah, I just sure. yeah, it's very, very cool to do that. And, and young early career therapists who are like, I just, just getting started. How do I do this thing? How do I market myself? How do I, how do I have work-life balance? What do I do? And that's been really rewarding too. So, so yes, I love it. That's why I bring up this topic is mentoring has been important in my life and both as a 
as a giver and a receiver of mentorship. And, uh, and I hope it can be important for you guys too, for everyone who listens too. Absolutely. Yes. So have we tackled this topic? Do you think we got all the mentoring out of this that we need? Are we, are we mentoring people on how to find a mentor? Maybe quick, quick uh, little plug or mentorship as well. If listeners are listening and they, they want to be a mentor, perhaps do contact, like look out uh, to see if big sisters or big brothers are looking for any volunteers. So all their mentors are volunteers that then go through criminal record checks and training and uh, that sort of thing. But if you yourself would like to be a mentor, that might be a good way to start. Great, it's a great organization. And yes, they certainly wanna make sure that they're vetting everybody to make sure that they're gonna be safe, safe people for these young people to, uh, to learn from, right? Yeah, and a little bit of training for yourself just in case you're not sure what to do. There you go. Yeah, and that might actually be another thing to consider if you're, let's say you have an expertise in some area, you know, let's say you're really great playing the flute or you're really good at uh, cooking waffles. I don't know, <laughs> whatever it might be. Maybe you can <laughs> seek out or put yourself out there and say, hey, everybody, anyone wants to know something about how I do cross stitch, let me know. I would be happy to mentor you, you know? Yeah. I think that's, that's a very pro-social thing, right? Don't you guys, uh, doesn't, didn't uh, Adler talk a lot about wanting to do things that are giving back to society? Yep. Yep. Wasn't yep. it my school or whatever? More thinking about other people or? Yeah, it's very mentally healthy. Think about ways you can give back. So that's your challenge, everyone. Either find a mentor or be a mentor by next week. Okay. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> we will say goodnight for now. Uh, that's it. Like us and subscribe on Apple, Google, Podbean, Audible, or YouTube, or Spotify. Uh, send your questions to info at mentalhealthbootcamp.com. Visit us on Facebook or Instagram. Tell a friend, mentor somebody. Thank you for listening, everyone. Have a good night. Bye. Bye, everybody. Bye.